Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Saturday night, or late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, of course, the first test between the Lions and the Springboks at Cape Town. All the matches being played in Cape Town. Actually, we spoke to Justin Marshall on Friday, and he nailed it. He said the, the Lions would win the first test uh, on the basis of the fact that the Springboks were too underdone. The Lions had had a better build-up. Uh, the voice of rugby in New Zealand, undoubtedly, and has been for donkey's years, uh, Grant Nisbet. Good morning to you, Nisbet. G'day, Smithy. Yeah, all right, mate. Uh, look, uh, predictable for you. Uh, and the style of rugby, we're, you know, we're, we're so accustomed to seeing a bit of activity, a bit of backline activity, was it was it pretty average for you? Yeah, look, it was a pretty doer sort of a game. Um, what I will say, though, was that uh, this is going to be a hell of a series if the first test is any indication. Uh, sure, it was tight. Uh, the defences were very strong. There was a lot of kicking. But uh, there wasn't a hell of a lot between the two teams, to be perfectly honest. I mean, I thought South Africa dominated to some extent in the first half and deserved to be ahead, and the Lions came back, as you'd expect from a touring team, in the second half. And um, and I think they deserved the win. They, they won the second half 19-5, to so you really can't quibble with that. Uh, in terms of uh, the Springboks, did they look underdone from your point of view? Yeah, look, they did, absolutely. Um and also, I thought there were some fairly strange decisions made. I mean, to to change the entire front row at half time when they'd been going well. They'd, uh, in fact, they'd probably dominated the physical aspects of the game. And uh, I wouldn't say they had a scrum dominance, but they were certainly slightly better than the Lions in the scrum in the first half. And then the Springbok coach, for whatever reason, decided to change them. Uh, quite often, the All Blacks will make a change early in the second half, but very rarely at half time. But to see an entirely different front row run out in the second half, I thought was very strange. And uh, and the Lions has... tended to dominate from that point on. So there's been a bit of chat about some of the refereeing decisions, but no complaints from the Springboks. How did you see them? Yeah, look, all the tries went to the TMO, um, and they were all a bit sort of messy, and you were looking for knock-ons and possible offsides, but... I think they probably got them all right in the end, uh, although I did think there might have been a knock-on when Faf, uh, de Klerk scored his try. Um, I think Peter Steph Dutoy might have just knocked the ball on with the hand, but they were pretty hard to detect. Um, they were hardly memorable tries, Smithy, not ones that you're going to go look back in 10 years and say, what a try that was. But I guess I think they probably did get them right. But, you know, the, the TMO played a big part in the game, that's for sure. 
uh, talk uh, about the locking combination for the Lions. You've got the the old dog, the skipper, Alan, Alan who came back from uh, a dislocated shoulder less than a month ago, which uh, is a statement about him in particular. Uh, but his, I say his young, uh, his young counterpart, because to be fair, um, Maro Atoji has been around for quite some time, even though he's such a, a young guy. Uh, he was outstanding, absolutely outstanding. <laughs> Yeah, he was. He was. He was brilliant, and particularly good over the ball, um, which you don't normally associate with a lock. You know, he, he was able to turn the ball over on a number of occasions, and now he's uh, he's one of the best in the world. There's no doubt about it. And I think also playing Courtney Laws, who is a lock on the on the blind side flank, worked really well. I thought he was one of the outstanding players on the field, actually, carrying the ball outstandingly well. And, um, you know, Warren Gatland, uh, I think, uh, uh, certainly fired the right bullets there when he put a, converted a lock into a, into a blindside flanker. On the other hand, I think the Springboks probably missed a trick at number eight. I know Vermeulen is not fit at the moment or is, is injured, but uh, Quagga Smith is not big enough, actually, to be a number eight, uh, particularly against the Lions team. And uh, he's he's a renowned sevens player. He's a renowned open side flanker, we call them over here. But he's certainly not a number eight. And I think in the physicality stakes, um, the Springboks missed out there. And also, I don't know if it was uh, intended, but he seemed to find himself uh, under the high ball quite often and didn't handle that too well either. No, he did not. And um, I think that's where the Lions actually turned the tide. There was a lot of kicking in the game. And in the first half, the Springboks were able to recover a lot of those kicks. They were particularly good. But in the second half, they were they were, they were definitely wobbly. Um, and Smith was one of them. And there were others too. Either they were up there disputing and, and knocking the ball on. And I think the Lions won that physical battle of uh, the high kicks and unfortunately, that's just the way the game is these days. The halfbacks do a lot of kicking, and it's who gets up there and disputes and wins possession. And that's where the Lions really took over in the second half. Nisbo, what will Warren Gatlin do uh, in terms of his t- team for for the second Test match? Providing they're, they're basically all fit and rearing to go again, would he leave Farrell on the bench again? Because that was Farrell and Murray was probably the talking point of his original selection, but that seemed to work pretty well. Yeah, look, it did. It did. I think Bigger played well, and Ali Price, the halfback, was good as well. He kicked particularly well. He's a left-footed kicker. Um, so, you know, he, his, his box kicking was very good. I don't think he'll make too many changes. I mean, he, he, really, hasn't got, uh, he really hasn't got too long. And when you've had a winning team who'd finished the last game, 40 minutes of the game particularly well. I can't see why you'd need to change things. Um, so I think, I think the Lions will probably be pretty much intact, intact as long as there are no injuries, while um, the Springboks might have to look. And I think the other thing the Lions did provide, Smithy, was uh, a lot more impetus off the bench. You know, they had some quality players coming off the bench, and you'd expect that with a touring team. You know, the Springboks had only had one game building up into this. They hadn't played, of course, since the World Cup final in 2019. One game against Georgia uh, to get them ready for a Lions test is not really enough. So they're going to be better. There's no doubt about it. They are going to be better. But, um, you know, I think they're going to have to look at some of the decisions they made. And one that I mentioned was changing the entire front row at half time when the, when the original front row had gone actually very well in the first 40 minutes. Why not give them another 10 minutes in the second half, and then bring the replacements on. 
One of the other things in this boat uh, that is interesting, and there's always a problem when you tour South Africa, is playing at the high, on the high veld. And, in that, and not every, every touring side struggles with that. But of course, now that the whole series is in Cape Town, that is another advantage for the Lions. Yeah, absolutely. I can't believe that. Um, and, and, you know, I didn't think... It's a, it's a wonderful ground in Cape Town. They didn't play at Newlands. They played at the new Cape Town Stadium, which was built for the uh, Football World Cup. And it's clearly a football venue. And the surface didn't hold up at all well. You know, when the, scrum, when the scrums went down, they were tearing the top off the surface. And you can't rectify that in a week, which is, uh, which is a damn shame. But you're absolutely right. The Lions will be rubbing their hands together saying, we can't believe this. We don't have to go up to Johannesburg or Pretoria or Bloemfontein. We're down at sea level, which certainly helps the teams that aren't from South Africa in terms of their breathing and all, all sorts of things. So, yeah, that, that's a really big plus for the Lions. Right, let's turn our attention to homeless, Bo. Now, of course, the situation in Australia has changed quite drastically in, in, in terms of uh, their COVID restrictions, which is going to have an impact on the rugby championship. Now, uh, I looked at the news last night. My understanding was that perhaps the Wallabies are going to get some sort of uh, exemption or dispensation to get in here and at least play the test on August the 7th at Eden Park. How are you reading the situation and, and what then does the championship shape up like? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, Smithy? I mean, they're going to have to make a decision this week, aren't they? Because the Wallabies have only got, I think, until Friday to get here. If they're not here inside that seven days, then um, then nothing happens. So we must hear in the next few days, surely, um, as to what's going to happen. But I'm only going the way you are, just uh, you know, relying on, on hearsay and, uh, and maybe a few things coming through the media but um, I see where Dave Rennie seems hell-bent on having that test match in Perth on the 21st. So if the Wallabies come here, you'd expect that they'd play two tests on the 7th and the 14th. Now, the 7th is already marked in for Eden Park, no doubt about that. The, the 14th um, was not a date when the All Blacks were playing the Wallabies, so they are talking very much about maybe playing a second uh, Bledisloe Cup test Possibly in Wellington, although the stadium in Wellington is booked out for, I think I heard on the radio this morning, Beavana or something. Um, so whether they can play it in Wellington, I'm not sure. Maybe they play two at Eden Park. And then everybody goes to Perth on the 21st. Now that pre- creates a few problems, I would have thought, because um, I don't know the absolute implications of that. But, you know, does that mean that the All Blacks, if they go there, have to isolate for two weeks on the way back. Um, all this is a bit up in the air, isn't it? But I guess we'll find out in the next couple of days exactly um, what the New Zealand Union and the Australian Union have worked out. The implications for um, further games with the Springboks and Argentina, who knows? Who knows? I've got no idea, Smithy. No, Nisbo, neither have I, to be fair. We'll just wait uh, and see if we get a schedule at some point to tell us where we're going to go yeah. and at what time. Uh, Grant Nisbet, absolutely uh, always a pleasure to talk to you, mate. Uh, Beavana and a Bledisloe Cup test at the same time. Seems like paradise to me, so uh, maybe Wellington can come up with that. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.